Yes, it's a conscious time now. People must come together with identity. I you know what. Yes, everybody and everyone, everyone have the answer. Everyone have the answer. Greetings. Coming to you once again from the beautiful city of Fort Wainini. It's been a minute. Lots of stuff still coming on, going on. But as you heard Bob say, we all got to come together, right? And I hope we can, you know. You're going to be on a ride with me. I'm the coach. It's called A Few Minutes with the Coach for uh, the next half an hour. Talking about this, that, and the other, many things. Wondering how everybody's doing out there, dealing with the pandemic. It's not easy. I know a lot of us have cabin fever. I've been in the house going cray cray. <laughs> you know? But by the grace of God, I was able to get out today. Took a real nice uh, beach walk for about four miles with the family and uh, back at the you know back at the you know canton right now and i uh, just wanted to you know sit here and converse with you about a few things you know as i said before it's not easy you know i'm thinking about some of the good friends we we have and some of the good friends I haven't seen, you know, I had the pleasure this afternoon of seeing one of my colleagues, Mitch Newman, you know, he came by and we were collaborating, you know, there's a word from education, right? Collaborating on a few things from uh, our distance learning thing. Wow. <laughs> That's a misnomer, huh? Distance learning, you know, but uh, other than that, Everything's going kind of cool. Glad to be breathing. Glad to have health and strength. Thanking the good Lord, you know, the most high God for waking up this morning. You know, wonder how everything is in your world. Well, as always, I've been watching the political thing. And, um... Got a lot of thoughts, but um, as I said before, it still kind of blows my mind. You know, I've been uh, watching um, one of the things that I find really interesting is the, the dynamic between our president and some of the reporters that are entrusted to keep us as a citizenry involved in the process especially i'm especially interested in a reporter that used to work for the new york times who now works for pbs by the name of yamish alcindor yamish alcindor wow that woman is a rock and she asked probing questions and those type of questions are the questions that keep us informed of what's going on. Now, I know there are a lot of you out there who believe that everything is fake news. Um, I, I happen not to believe that. And I happen to believe that the New York Times, PBS, 
you know, just to name a few, are very good um, institutions of reporting. I believe these particular institutions practice good journalism. Keeping in mind that um, everybody makes mistakes, but I think more often than not, these type of organizations get it right. Now, one of the things that does happen is we don't always agree with what's being written or what's being said. But again, as I mentioned before, that's part of being in a democracy. I, I often wonder, are we glad that we are part of a democracy, that this republic is part of a democracy? Those are things we should think on because look at the alternative. You know, I also, I also have been thinking about um, um, we did have that legislation passed, you know, in Congress. And, and I've already heard a lot of people speaking about um, these checks that we're supposed to receive. So I pose a question to um, to all of you out there: Are we are is, is this money just being given to us, or is this money that we've earned and we've paid into the federal government through our taxes? So if you're looking at it from that point of view, then it's not it's not a handout; it's something that we've earned, right? Now, who in the media is going to twist that around? I can already hear some people saying that the president gave us these checks to try to help us get through this pandemic. And I'm asking again, I pose the question again, is it the president's money to give us? Or is it our money from the jump? Something to think about. And I've already heard other people say this would be a uh, uh, because the president's going to give us these checks. This would be a reason to elect him, to reelect him. Is that the best thing in life for us? I don't know. Give you a couple of you know seconds to listen to. Bobby Womack, the song entitled Harry Hippie. Harry Hippie, life was sleeping cheap. Life don't bug cause he thinks he's got it made. How many of us actually think we have it made? How many of us are in fear? of what's to come. According to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks and other people, um, this pandemic is really just getting started. I saw I saw a report that said upwards of between 100,000 and 200,000 before it's all said and done. You know? That's just kind of crazy to me. 
Kind of crazy. Been doing a lot of comparing and contrasting. There was a really interesting article in the LA Times on Sunday in the arts and books section comparing culture and these um, plague times. Talks about Oedipus Rex being a study in political leadership. The play explores the relationship between good governance and humility. Wow, there's something to chew on right there, right? Good governance and humility. But I kind of feel like we, not, we might never be in a situation where we could connect humility to our president. Keep it in mind that I know everybody's got an ego, right? An ego. Yeah, that's what um, drives us, right? And I often ask myself, what's the difference between an ego and confidence? Does my ego give me confidence or does my confidence give me an ego? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Article goes on to talk about the Thebian ruler confronts, confronts a plague that's killing the crops and causing widespread sterility. Death and destruction are closing in. A priest blocked by the suppliant children entreats Oedipus, renowned for his mental prowess, prowess to find the answer that will rescue the city. No one could fault Oedipus's response, unlike Trump. He doesn't pretend that the blight is a, a partisan hoax or an overblown media story that will one day magically disappear. And I quote, I pity you children, Oedipus says, after the priest makes his plans. As a sovereign, he hears the weight, not just of his individual sorrow, but of the sorrow of each of his subjects. Wow. Humility and good governance. Humility and good governance. Wonder if that good governance could put us on the peace train. Something good had begun. Oh, I've been smiling late. Dreaming about. I don't know. It's a mind blowing you know, thing to me. Because I feel like right now we're on the edge of darkness, right? How is this thing going to go? Humility and good governance. Doesn't mean everybody's bad, right? One of the things I heard from uh, Little Steven, Little Steven, guitar player for Bruce Springsteen, 
He's got his own rockin' band called Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul. There's a song called I'm a Patriot. And it says we should question everything. Everything and everybody. Isn't that the basis of this government? That we can question people? I mean, after all, we did elect them, right? So if we elected him, it stands to reason we should be able to question him, right? Or is that a bad thing? Does 30%, 37%, 40% think that questioning the president is a bad thing? And I want to make it perfectly clear, I'm not here just to bash the president, right? That's not my, my aim. This, but, I, but I will tell you, this stuff's been on my mind. Because uh, since, we, uh, since, we, well, since we stopped going to school on March 13th, I've been stuck in here, right? And uh, there's not a lot to do other than read and watch the news. Like I said, I try to get out and get some exercise going, I'm trying to develop a really good routine. It's been real hard. But when I watch the daily press briefings, and I've been watching three in particular, uh, Governor Newsom from California, Governor Cuomo from the great state of New York, and President Trump. It seems to me there's a marked contrast, right? A marked contrast. Kind of makes me think of that old adage, right? Who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Now, I'm not calling anybody a liar. And I know that we all say the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But it does seem to me that some of the things that are being said by one person in particular are a little bit less than truthful. So I come back to again to my original premise, which is the difference between humility and good governance. Humility and good governance. Elected by the people, for the people. But in the end, you got to be for the people, right? I don't think it's a good thing. To pit citizens against each other. After all, as I said before, we're all in it together, right? At least that's what I'd like to think. Being the idealistic type of person that I am. But lately I've been wondering.
You know, Oedipus Rex has flaws, but empathy is not one of them. I'm sure President Trump has a few flaws. I don't know what they are. I know what I think they are. But I also know that there would be a great majority of people that disagree with me. And I'm okay with that, as I mentioned before. I'm not okay with people losing their lives needlessly because perhaps the leader of the free world was asleep at the wheel or he was making moves to ensure, to ensure his re-election in November, but not the safety and welfare of the American citizenry. I'm not okay with that by any means. I never will be. And I will argue that point to the bitter end. That's why we have free and fair elections, right? Free and fair elections. You know, I've heard also that you know, Attorney General William Barr wants to use this pandemic as a, as a reason to suspend all constitutional um, steps that we have in place, which would be probably a precursor to martial law. But even though we're on a, a stay-at-home order, other than to go pick up essentials or things of that nature, we can still move about. And I hope, again, everybody's washing their hands. I hope also that we're practicing the distancing thing, six feet. Because that's what's going to help us get a curve on this thing. And get ourselves back to a normal state of affairs. Question is, what's really going to be the new normal? I'm sure what we were taught and what we will be teaching our children in the future will probably be two diametrically opposed options. But again, as you can hear Crosby, Stills and Nash singing about right now, we still need a code to live by. What would be that code? What is your code? Does your code have anything to do with being honest? I think I understand that there are things that are just beyond everybody's control, the president included. But I also believe that the president was elected to tell us the truth. I, I also think that the president could do better than to castigate reporters like Yamish Alcindor for asking probing questions. Isn't that what a good journalist should do? How do you find the truth if you're not willing to ask questions? Question everything, as little Stephen says. Question everything. Everything.
But again, here we are. This is week number three for myself and a lot of my um, educator colleagues. Excuse me for butchering that word. It's just amazing. I don't know about you guys, but you can only take so many naps. But this, this is where we have to learn to be adaptable to the circumstances. One of the things I wonder about, how are you guys adapting? Sometimes I don't feel like I'm adapting so well. I really don't. One of the things I've seen too, or we're going to have a lot of other major cities start spiking as far as the pandemic goes. Detroit's going to be one of them. I know New Orleans, Chicago. So we just won't be talking about Los Angeles or New York City. Might be panic in Detroit. And is that why we're in the position we're in right now? Been reading a lot about the ventilators too. Stockpiling the ventilators. I read one story where the the gist of the story was people are ripping off the ventilators now. Stockpiling them. Because I'm sure there's a lot of hustlers out there that are going to do their best to exploit the situation. I mean, isn't that what hustling is, right? I don't know. Like I said, a lot of it just blows my mind. Just blows my mind. But I often wonder again, would um, would we be in a different situation with different leadership? Who knows? We could have been. But here we are. And again, we're all in this together. Didn't see too many people on on my um, walk to the beach with the family this morning. Saw a few. But I guess that's a good thing if a lot of people, if a lot more people are staying home. And um, all we can do is write it out, right? You know, as we come down to the closing minutes, one of the things that's bothered me that I'm dealing with with my own kids is uh, 
this distance learning, as I mentioned before. But I guess you can't actually replicate what would be happening in a regular classroom. But it kind of bugs me when I try to talk to them about what they did today and what they learned. And then they tell me, oh, I went to the website that the teacher posted and it took them about three and a half minutes to finish. Can I play Fortnite now? That's really driving me crazy. Well, other than that, just trying to move forward, keep going forward, keeping hope alive. Hoping for a better tomorrow. That's what I'm really hoping for. For you, for me, and everybody in the nation. Whoever thought that we'd be at this point, huh? Crazy. So as we come down to the end, here's a tune I thought about. It's by an old band called Jury and the Pacemakers. Don't let the sun catch you crying. Tonight's the time for your tears. And that's one thing I, I, I hope I don't see is, you know, our nation broken because of this pandemic. Because, you know, the sun is going to come up tomorrow. And the best thing we can do for tomorrow is to make sure that the sun catches us smiling. Again, I miss a lot of people. Can't name them all. Also, no, I, I just heard some news that uh, one of my oldest, dearest friends, Michelle Champion, I don't know exactly what happened, but um, I wish her Godspeed. And I hope whatever happens, she's on her way to a speedy recovery already. I want to give a shout out again to uh, my friend Ted Spicer, who's in Idaho. Anybody else who's experiencing life's trials and tribulations? You know, life's hard enough to live without all this SHIT we have going on, but we got to keep our heads up and we got to keep moving forward. Most of all, we have to stay strong and stay up. Hope we're all praying for each other, praying for the nation, praying for the president to make the right decisions. Don't let the sun 
can't you cry? Praying for you and your families. Say a prayer for me and my family if you remember. Going to take you guys out with this one. This is an old one by uh, Jerry Butler. And just remember, only the strong survive. Only the strong survive. And we will survive. We will survive. We will get through this. And we'll be better for it and we'll be stronger for it. A whole lot of trouble in your life. These are troubled times. Got to keep going, though, people. Got to keep going. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. And I hope to uh, talk to you again on the next go around. God bless you all. Praises to the Most High God, Jah Rastafari, and all the people out there in the nation. Keep it 100. Keep it real. Keep it rocking, right? And question everything. Because that's what a democracy is. Question everything. And don't let anybody, you know, blow smoke up your you-know-what, right? Make them explain themselves. Hey, this is the coach, and this has been a few minutes with the coach signing off. God bless you all. Peace. Hey, you're gonna be a